This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, June 17th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. The government of El Salvador has adopted Bitcoin as a currency. I should say they've adopted Bitcoin as the currency. While it's refreshing to see a country experiment with new kinds of money, there are better ways to do it. George Selgin directs Cato's Center for Monetary and Financial Alternatives. We spoke about El Salvador's experiment this week. It has been the dream of many a crypto aficionado for a country to adopt a cryptocurrency, in particular Bitcoin, as either an official currency or an acceptable currency. What has El Salvador done? El Salvador has passed a new law called the Bitcoin law. And by it, Bitcoin becomes El Salvador's official money or currency. Uh, for the uh, and that that makes El Salvador the first country to uh, to have Bitcoin as an official money. The law is uh, has about sixteen different provisions. Uh, some of them resemble the provisions that apply to most official currencies. Uh, El Salvador's differs though in requiring people who are equipped to do so, all sellers, all merchants, all vendors, to. Uh, accept payment in Bitcoin, even if they'd rather have U.S. dollars, which until now have been uh, the official currency of El Salvador. All right. So what is the hope? What led El Salvador to this decision? Well, I think the hope was partly just a sincere desire to uh, make people independent of uh, the U.S. dollar and to encourage the use of cryptocurrency. Also, it's pretty clear that uh, that uh, El Salvador's uh, president uh, Bukele uh, would like to see it become a bit kind of a Bitcoin haven, and of course uh, he's been encouraged to do this by the uh, fans of Bitcoin who've worked very hard down there, experimenting with its use, encouraging its use, and so on. So this was a big uh, victory for them. There are some political considerations that may also be behind uh, Bukele's cooperation, uh, including his ultimate desire to make uh, the the government itself independent of the U.S. dollar and thereby protect it from sanctions and things that uh, to which it might be subject if it continued to use dollars as its only important medium of exchange. I've spoken with uh, Gabriela Calderon, uh, Cato's uh, lady in Guatemala, and she talks about dollarization that a lot of uh, or some Latin countries have adopted. And the upside of that is that the governments there cannot manipulate the currency. Of course, it leaves you open to the US doing so. But the degree to which countries have done that, there is some upside. And Bitcoin has its own kind of weird downsides too. Well, that's right. Uh, dollarization has uh, the advantage of uh, uh, getting around uh, the abuse of a domestic currency by governments that turn to it. And many of the governments that have dollarized have indeed turned to it after having disastrous con uh, results with their uh, independent currencies. That wasn't the case in, in El Salvador, it should be said. El Salvador had problems with inflation in the 80s because of a civil war. But uh, things had settled down a lot in the 90s. The, motive, the motivation behind Guatemala's dollarization law in 2001 was a, was a, a lot 
more questionable, actually, than uh, what drove dollarization elsewhere. And that law also was kind of a surprise. It was it was hatched in secret and passed rather quickly, but not as quickly as the present uh, Bitcoin law. That really was rushed through Congress with hardly any discussion or debate and with very few details, actually. What do you see as the, the risks here for El Salvador? Obviously, you would not prefer compulsory uh, currency or making this the compulsory currency, but what are the what are the other risks internally? Well, uh, let me say first of all, uh, Caleb, that I I'm all for putting the uh, Bitcoin on an even playing field with the dollar and other currencies. I'm for choice in currency, and I think that most of the present law is just fine, but it is, as you say, risky because it compels people to accept. Uh, Bitcoin in ordinary payments, and most countries don't have laws that do that. They have legal tender laws, but they usually only apply to outstanding debts. Now, uh, the result of this uh, compulsory tender is that people will be taking on uh, Bitcoin, whether they want to deal with it or not. Now, the government has set up a. Now, that could be risky, of course. If people have to hold Bitcoin, uh, then they're subject to the gyrations in its value that we've been seeing lately and that are likely to continue. Uh, to counter this, uh, the government has created an exchange fund there, Casa de Cambio, they call it, funded uh, with uh, or to be funded by about 150 million that the government plans to invest in Bitcoin. People are supposed to be able to exchange Bitcoin for dollars there with the government assuming any risk of fluctuations in Bitcoin's value during the time it takes to unload it after the transaction has taken place. So the sellers end up with as many dollars as they would have if they didn't have to take Bitcoin, but the government bears any losses that uh, are involved in exchanging it. That's fine in the sense that it does uh, protect uh, the sellers of the goods and services, but it does so only by passing on the risks to the uh, taxpayers of El Salvador. The government, as such, as we all know, doesn't really pay for anything. And uh, and uh, it, it could turn out that Bitcoin appreciates and the government ends up with more money in its trust fund in the long run. But if it goes the other way, somebody's going to have to pay. So this doesn't exactly make the law completely innocuous. There, there are real risks. So if you had changes to make that you would recommend to El Salvador and, you know, frankly, to any other government that was considering something like this, what would it be? Uh, that's pretty easy, Caleb. I, I, I think most of the law is fine. But Article 7, which is the one that makes acceptance of Bitcoin compulsory, and, and I, I repeat, only for people equipped to accept it. They're not trying to force people to get cell phones and that sort of thing, but they're going to encourage them to do so. Uh, that, that I would eliminate. I'd rather see this uh, experiment, to call it that, be an entirely voluntary matter where the government does everything it can do to get rid of laws prejudicial to the use of Bitcoin and to encourage its use by providing the necessary infrastructure, improving its internet, handing out cell phones, and teaching people how to use the apps and so on, and then still letting them decide whether they, they want to be paid in Bitcoin or dollars or something else, which they should also have the choice to do. That would truly make El Salvador's arrangement conducive to free choice in currency and it's an experiment I'd love to see, but it won't be such an experiment if the law stays as it is because it's forcing people to do 
what I'd rather see them voluntarily do. George Selgin directs Cato's Center for Monetary and Financial Alternatives. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.